Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. I am your host, Tara, and I am as giddy as ever over today's episode. As I record this, we are just a few weeks away from Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. This is seriously my favorite time of year. I think a lot of you would agree with me. And by the time you're tuning into this episode, it's most likely a few days before Christmas or even just hours away, which is so mind-blowing to me. I really pray that you've been able to enjoy this season, no matter how weird of a year it's been, and that you get a rest with your family. You get to gather however you can, enjoy this awesome season and what it's truly about. So I wanted to do this episode today on what it means for Jesus to be the best gift we've ever given or will ever have in our life because that's what Christmas is about and getting back to the true heart of Christmas and no matter if you have known Jesus for your whole life like I have, I'm praying that there is some revelations from the Lord and truth bombs that will just really inspire and encourage your heart. Again, even if you've heard this story or these verses many, many times before. So before we understand what this great gift is, how it will change our lives, view of Christmas, and even how we view and live our lives in general, let's set the scene together and just jump into this episode. It's going to be packed with so many goodies. It's time we go back to the beginning. You see, sis, we're not the only people in need of a savior. 2020 isn't the only generation of people that needed a gift, this gift above all gifts that we're going to be talking about today. 
since the beginning of time and the first people to walk on earth, there was a desperate need for a savior. Israel, God's people, needed something more than a temporary solution. Why? Because of that darn apple and snake in the beginning of the entire universe in Genesis. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned and took a bite of that apple in Genesis, the world was sent into a spiral, into a desperate need of a savior, meaning someone to rescue them and deliver them. Perfect fellowship with God and harmony was the norm at the beginning of the world until Adam and Eve gave in to the serpent's slippery deception. Okay, that seems pretty hopeless, right? Adam and Eve had just done the one thing they were told not to do. They were no longer able to live in harmony with Christ with God, and horrible repercussions followed like death, sin, separation, and pain. I'm sure you're thinking that this isn't the most cheery way to start out a Christmas episode, and maybe you're confused, but hear me out, friend, I promise. In order to truly appreciate and understand the Christmas story we celebrate, it all starts here. We have to start here. But even after Adam and Eve directly disobeyed God, what did he do? In Genesis 3.15, we read the very first prophecy and hint drop about Jesus. A prophecy is a fancy word that describes a foretelling of the future of sorts, something sure to come. In this case, prophecies were usually brought through a man, but this revelation and promise wasn't of them, but of God and from God himself. Genesis 3 verse 15 tells us that God told the serpent, I will put enmity or hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Although God said that there would be major pain and repercussions, not only for the serpent, but also for mankind, he did promise this key point that there would be hope. There would be one from Eve's offspring that would bruise Satan's head. This was the first glimpse of a hope to come after Adam and Eve sinned and sent the earth into a downward spiral. God's greatest gift to come. This was that hope. In the other prophecies throughout the Old Testament of the Bible, we know that this offspring would be the one, capital O, to overcome Satan, while at the same time being bruised himself. Sure, this offspring would be bruised, but he would have the final victory. He would be the gift that the world was searching for. The gift that didn't just put a band-aid over the world's wounds and just provide a quick fix, but one that would deliver, heal, and restore. Is this ringing any bells yet? (laughs) Does this sound familiar? Can you picture who this offspring might be? I mean, I'm sure you are. Isaiah 7, 14, another one of the most beautiful prophecies says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, you may be thinking, Tara, there were a lot of good kings in the Old Testament. A lot of good men, David, Josiah, Solomon, and so on. Sure, there were bad ones, but there were a lot of good rulers and leaders. Are we sure that one of them wasn't the Emmanuel or Messiah that God had prophesied since the beginning? Like, how can we know that this gift, this Emmanuel, is at this time and not before? Well, friend, I'm really glad you asked. We just read that a virgin or young, pure woman who hadn't been with a man would bear this child, would have this child. But not normally, not with relationship with a man, but through the Holy Spirit divinely weaving life into her womb without engaging in that act. This offspring, this son would be Emmanuel, called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Can we say that about David or Solomon or Josiah or any of those rulers? 
No, the facts don't add up. Their life and their lineage and their family, it didn't add up. And in Psalm 2-7, we read that God told David, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. That verse sounds eloquent and maybe a little bit confusing, but let's break it down. In 2 Samuel 7, God says that he will take an heir of David's line as a son. We all know that an heir is someone in a family line, not necessarily that person, but someone of that same family and bloodline that is passed down through the years. This affirms every prophecy that says that the Messiah will come from David's royal line. It didn't say that it would be David or any of his sons or even grandsons, but it would come down from his bloodline through the years. It's so cool to see it because God made things so specific, detailing from the beginning that the Messiah would come from David's line, and he made it easy to trace through the Bible. If you really take some time, we can follow that lineage and see that it started with David and it came down to Jesus, this gift. There's no denying that the blood ties and the way that God orchestrated his son Jesus, the ultimate gift, to be brought into the world. And in Zechariah, one of the final books of the Old Testament, there's a beautiful chapter dedicated to the coming of Zion's king. Zion means Jerusalem, the name of a place in Hebrew. And wouldn't you know it, Jerusalem was the place that Jesus was brought to as a child often. He preached there often and he also was hung on a cross there and killed. It's also used to describe the new heaven and the new earth that we are going to be graced with when Jesus returns again. Like how cool is that to really see the depth of that word? A few of my favorite verses in Zechariah 9 say, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humbled and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He shall speak peace to the nations and he shall rule from sea to sea. The beauty of that passage is this. Israel had gone through so much horrific oppression over the last hundred or so years. They had been taken into captivity and slavery by the Egyptians. They had lost wars and made so many enemies. The waiting was long and the oppression was real for God's people. But Zechariah encouraged them to rejoice because the answer was drawing near. Their king was coming. Their gift, their answer was coming. He was described as righteous, humble, and his purpose was to bring blessing and salvation to the world. He was also described as one who would ride on a donkey, not a flashy horse like the rulers of that day. And we see Jesus riding on a donkey in the Gospels too, just days before his death. Do you remember that? You see, there were specific breadcrumbs, if you will, that God laid out in the Old Testament through men and prophets like Zechariah and David. But they were all specific to Jesus, the one and only Messiah, the one and only gift that would bring salvation. Notice how every other leader God brought before were used to bring victory and promise. Sure, amazing things, but never true salvation, never the true gift that they were looking for. That was a job for the Messiah, Jesus himself. And the last prophecy I want to touch on is found in Isaiah 53. At the beginning of this beautiful chapter, we read that the Messiah would be the one that grew up in obscurity, perhaps maybe not the most impressive person or best looking person, not too flashy. We're also told that he was despised and rejected by men, yet another prophecy that God laid out. Jesus wouldn't be everyone's favorite person, but he wasn't coming to be liked. He was coming to be the way, the truth, and the life like John 14 tells us. And eventually, he would be pierced for our sins and crushed for what we've done. But he had to come as a humble baby first. 
And that's what this Christmas is all about. Phew, those were some amazing scriptures, right? During this Advent Christmas season, I have been taking some time to read these Old Testament prophecies and hold them up to the New Testament. That's why they're so fresh in my mind and I wanted to share them with you. I mean, if we truly study and rely on the Lord while we study, we can quickly see that Jesus was the specific gift and Messiah the world was longing for. There were kings, rulers, victories, and promises fulfilled before that were life-changing, yes, but nothing like the unassuming baby in a manger that cold winter's night. I pray that those scriptures we looked over together have reminded or convinced your heart of this fact that Jesus is the best gift the world has ever received or will ever receive. That he isn't just a temporary solution to make us feel better in the moment and then go back to aching and longing for a gift for the answer. Jesus was and is a life-changing gift that God sent running after us full of love and grace so that we wouldn't have to live in darkness any longer. But don't take my word for it. Let's look at a few attributes or truths that actually qualify Jesus to be the best gift. In other words, some facts about Jesus that make him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. The first thing is his deity, meaning his divine nature, and the fact that he is God. That's what deity means. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, For in him, talking about Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. This means that Christ, Jesus, even as that baby in a manger, was the visible, physical expression of God. In his incarnation, in his physical body, and also in his glorification in heaven now, Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is qualified, more than qualified, to be the best gift ever because he has all the power in the world. Why? Because he's God. God was Jesus in the flesh, and the Trinity is a real and active thing. This means that Jesus' nature, character, or qualities were divine and holy, utterly perfect, powerful, and transcendent above anything we could ever imagine. Secondly, Jesus is all-powerful. Here are just a few examples that scratch the surface of Jesus' power. Number one, he came as God in the flesh. Number two, he was in control, being fully God and fully man. Three, he performed miracles. Four, he opened people's hearts and eyes to the truth. Five, he died on the cross and then rose again. And six, he also brought us to eternal salvation. I mean, tell me now, can your favorite Christmas present underneath the tree do all of that and more? Do any gifts or things of this world compare to the God who created the heavens and the earth and is literally holding all things together in this moment, even as we listen to this podcast and talk together? I mean, Jesus's power is life-changing to say the least. If that doesn't qualify him, I don't know what does. Another obvious quality that sets Jesus apart was the fact that he came to seek and save the lost. Luke 19.10 says that Jesus came for that very reason. He came to live out John 3.16 to the max, that whoever believes in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. His sacrifice on the cross made way for us to have relationship with God because without it, without Jesus, there would still be this wall of separation, that same wall that came down when Adam and Eve sinned. But this quality of Christ or truth of Christ's character takes the cake, right? Everyone say amen with me. Another truth that qualifies Jesus to be the best gift is that he isn't solely only a fulfillment of a promise. No, no, no. He's that, but also so much more. He's also an intimate friend and savior to us. Listen here. He isn't someone high and mighty in the sky. He came down to be like us. His nose isn't up and turned towards us thinking that we are not good enough for him, that we 
don't deserve what he brings. John says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Think about it. Jesus willingly left his beautiful home in heaven and his father God and came down to the sin-ridden world to be with us, to love us, to commune with us, to sit with us in our struggles and offer us a better way. John 15, 13 says it perfectly. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You see, that's the difference between the world and Jesus. That's the difference between the world's idea of gifts and solutions and answers. There's intimate love, friendship, and relationship here in Jesus Christ. We're people who crave a love so deep that it changes us. And that's exactly what Jesus is to us. Those were just a few key attributes and truths that reinforce Jesus as the best gift. But friend, there are so many more. And I would just encourage you to continue to get to know your Savior and get to know his heart and his attributes and who he is and what he's done throughout the Bible and just let who he is and what he's done draw you closer to his heart. So to wrap up this episode, let's get extremely practical. What does all of this mean for us? What's the big deal about Jesus being our gift and Jesus being our savior? And does it actually have a potential to change our lives? And now in Christ, are we called to be generous and giving too? Like, what does this mean for us and how do we live it? Over the last few years, I've memorized this phrase that God has laid on my heart. Here it is. We give to others and we love others out of a heart that's been given the best gift and love in Christ. Isn't that the essence of it all? And if you need to, rewind it a few seconds and listen to that again. Everything that we have and every ounce of love we have and salvation we have is because we were first loved in Christ. And as true believers, we shouldn't just be okay with singing a few Christmas songs with an empty heart or buying gifts without any intent. We should be believers who stay steadfast to the true meaning of the season. We should be believers who can't help but love on people and give to people, whatever that may be, and spread this good news of great joy because of Christ. Because of the joy we have in this baby Savior. Heck, John 3.16 tells us that God gave his son for us, so we should be compelled to share that with others, right? We're not called to hide our light under a basket. 1 Peter 4.10 even reminds us that we've all been given gifts, spiritual gifts from the Lord, because he's given us all we have anyway, so we should use our gifts. Since God has given us what we have, why don't we pour that back out to other people to show them that expression of love, to show people who we live for, our savior that came as a baby in a manger. So to wrap up this episode, I want to take the next few minutes to talk about some free or virtually free gifts to give. We're going to get extremely practical. We have hit on the beautiful scriptures and truths in the word, but I wanted to offer us some fun suggestions of free or almost free homemade, really thoughtful gifts you can give this season. And not just during this Christmas season and Christmas in general, but any time. But again, loving Christ and Sharing that love with other people isn't about what you give and it isn't about material things, but it's about the heart behind why you give and why you love others. And Jesus, yes, Jesus gave us the best gift of salvation and of life. And God gave us the best gift of Jesus in that manger, in that cold winter's night. But the biggest gift of all is that he came after us with love and his heart behind why he gave it to us, why he saved us is the true beauty. And so I'm just praying that the essence of what Jesus did compels us to be generous, compels us to give from a heart that's already been given Jesus, who is more than enough. Does that make sense? I'm just really, really want this to be instilled in our hearts that we love and we give because Jesus first loved us. 
it's a beautiful time to celebrate this season and and the fun Hallmark movies and the lights and the cookies and the fun time with family. But it should only compel us to have our entire lives be marked by this generous heart and this loving spirit, not just this month or this two months out of the year that we celebrate. We should be people, believers, and disciples that are marked by a giving and loving heart out of the best gift we've been given. And everyone say it with me, that is Jesus. So here are some free or virtually free gifts to give. Very fun and lighthearted and I wanted to end this episode with that. I'm just going to kind of rapid fire them off and maybe hopefully it'll inspire you to give little gifts or more um, intentional gifts that maybe don't cost very much but show a lot of love behind them. The first one is an obvious one but it's your time to give your heart to heart time over maybe a cup of coffee, an hour phone call or FaceTime, serving others or volunteering at church or in your local community, making dinner for someone. Never underestimate the beauty of giving your time to someone who is in desperate need of a friend, of an encourager, of a heart that loves them. Time is one of the most valuable things we can give. I feel like especially in this time and in this culture where we're all rushing and we're running around, time shows that you value someone in your life and that you love them and you're willing to be, just be with them. So I'd encourage you to give your time. And again, not just this Christmas season, but every, every day. Give your ears to listen. This sounds kind of weird. I'm not saying actually give them your ears, but offer an empathetic or loving heart to listen to a friend in need. Someone that is aching just for you to listen to them, just for you to pray for them, just for you to sit and be with them. So many are hurting during this time of year especially. It's not always beautiful and holly and jolly like some of us really, really experience. And so I encourage you to give your ears. Never underestimate how powerful it is to be a listener And to be also someone who listens to God and says, God, I'm listening to you. I want to encourage and help my friends and the people in my life only how you want me to. So I'm going to listen to you so I know how to listen to other people and love them more. Next is to give your prayers. Prayers are powerful, life-changing, and the best gift you can give faithfully. I think that we think it's a little silly and cliche, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it all day long. Give your prayers. It's the best gift you can give to anyone because it is powerful communication with your Savior. A couple other things is obviously the good news of Jesus Christ. That's just a whole thing in itself. Um, Next is letters. Write handwritten letters. Make a memory box or an inspiration box. Pull together a box that you have at home, recycle one, or go to the store and just get a little box, or even a little plastic box. Fill it with memories with that person on pieces of paper. Fill it with fun date ideas. Fill it with strips of paper that have verses on them for when they need it. Create a fun playlist on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to music, or even write down a playlist on a really cute piece of paper. Box it up and send it to a friend. I love being able to share worship music with friends. Never underestimate how powerful that is. Babysitting is an awesome free gift to give as well to serve and to help mamas and people like that that may just need some time to themselves or just a refreshing, rejuvenating day out. Maybe write down a book of memories with that friend and write little mini stories recalling the most favorite moments you have with them. Write a day-date gift card, meaning I'm going to give you a little certificate and this is good for one day of shopping and a coffee on me. I love doing that with my friends because it's also giving the gift of quality time and it's beautiful just to be with people. Write down a 
family recipe if you're willing to share and spill your family secrets. Write that down on a note card. Make it really cute. Send it to a friend that loves cooking or is exciting about cooking. Send some flowers. Do some yard work, cleaning, or maintenance for people. Even Maybe even serve in photography if you love taking pictures, whether or not you're professional or not. That's a beautiful way to serve the people in your community. Teach someone a skill. Maybe you have a skill of cooking or photography or um, writing or technology or any kind of skill like that and you want to be able to offer something to someone else. Teach them a skill. Spend time together learning and equipping each other. Make an art piece or quote print and frame it for your friends. Make something so sweet and personal. Verses are my favorite. Or even do something fun like a homemade cocoa kit. I love doing that. You can even just send it in an envelope. Put together some hot cocoa mix, um, some crushed peppermints or candy canes or anything like that. A little marshmallow, send it in an envelope and send it to your friend. These seem like such silly little things, but they are so meaningful and so tender and so sweet. Thank you so much, friend, for listening to another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. I am so excited about this season, not only because of the beautiful lights and the fun Christmas traditions and the fun times with family and the gifts, but because we get to celebrate truly and be reminded truly of Jesus Christ, the best gift we've been given. And again, not only for the season, but for the rest of our lives. I pray that you would be equipped and encouraged by everything here and go back and read these scriptures for yourself. Remember that it doesn't just stop here in a few days after Christmas is over, but that this truly loving and giving spirit can permeate every area of your life and it can change the way you love and you give back to others. Let's celebrate Jesus. Enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your time eating all the food and all the sweets. And I just pray and I pray and I pray that you are wrapped up in so much wonder of this good news of great joy that Jesus has for us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to take a screenshot post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Truth Talks with Tara and at Miss Tara Sun so I can thank you personally and that we can together, I can't do without you, together share this awesome podcast to so many other people who may want to be listening in. Thank you for also leaving a rating and review and for the way that you partner with me continually, daily to spread this podcast higher in the charts so that we can see more people here knowing how to love, live, and know God's truth. I love you so much, friend, and I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Please enjoy your week and Merry Christmas.